then i bifurcate my content not have everything in one podcast is one thing that i'm learning on the go because my niche is very restricted yet vast it can cover so many aspects and sometimes it does get confusing so that is one thing so know your niche and know how you can bifurcate your niche into even smaller niche which pertains to one audience that stays and then that kind of you know you know when it makes that impact they tell somebody they tell somebody else and that's how it can grow welcome to the podcasting university looking for help on starting your own podcast then this is the place to be we will help you with everything from selecting your topic to promoting and monetizing your podcast in the simplest language possible listen to other podcasters who've been through the grind and learn from them as we interview them every week you can find more details on thepodcastinguniversity.com hello and welcome to episode 52 of the podcasting university this is dilip your host and in this episode we have another very interesting and inspiring guest with me now imagine if your podcast can inspire you to go and take up the topic that you are podcasting about as a full time career get certified and start or pursue it as a full time career that would need a lot of passion a lot of passion about the topic that you are involved in in your podcast and the guest on the show today is one such very passionate podcaster she is a former software analyst who ditched the corporate world after working for about 8 years and then turned into a birth educator and lactation counselor her podcast mommy track daddy whispers is centered around perinatal health of parents especially mothers before and after pregnancy and is aimed at bringing awareness about the significance of education for a positive birth experience its effect on respectful parenting and postpartum emotional and physical recovery she and her podcast was featured among some of the amazing and wonderful women in audio under spotify's amplify her campaign let us welcome divya kapoor to the podcasting university hey divya welcome to the podcasting university thank you excited to be here dilip me too divya so i'm there are a lot of questions that i have about your podcasting journey and i am sure this is going to be a very interesting conversation so just to start off uh, with the conversation first i would like to know more about who divya is what do you do in addition to podcasting and how did you get into podcasting all right so who who am i um i've been somebody who's um, who never knew that they could do something in the creative space i had that creative bent Mm-hmm. i had done freelance children story writing freelance writing otherwise but never knew i could stick to the process so with writing it was always on and off did it thought probably i don't have it in me and then moved forward right. 
with podcasting i think i was at a point in time in life where i just wanted to do it without really wanting something in return Mm-hmm. so that time was really crucial when this podcast started so my podcast mommy track daddy whispers is about the emotional health and the physical health of women mothers in the perinatal period that is from pregnancy to postpartum it started off interestingly just as my outpour of what happened to me after i gave birth so that period uh, is really uh, something that people remember they say that you may not remember anything in life but you may very vividly remember your birth that's and right. yeah and the period thereafter so the memories of uh, the period thereafter was you know the memory was really fresh and it was something that was really impactful because i realized that the kind of emotional support that should be there for people who are undergoing an emotional turmoil is still not there in the society and it's very much needed even with people who have undergone the same kind of times with their births hmm. still have normalized that you know emotional turmoil is normal you will go right. through it or you know we often end up saying just just um, just be happy Right. Sometimes it's it's just something that you don't need. You don't want to right. hear that because you're trying somewhere deep down you're trying to be happy and you're not able to be happy. So that's when I um uh when I joined work back after the maternity leave all these memories of the early postpartum fresh mm-hmm. and um, I kind of also wanted to try again the creative side of me and I read about podcasting and um uh, I thought it's radio that's what I thought it's radio <laughs> and uh, there thereafter I sent a few voice notes to my friends in hindi and uh, all in my arjing style and they said oh it's lovely and I thought itna jaldi mujhe response kabhi writing mein bhi nahi mila bahut badhiya hai aise turant kisi ne nahi bola so I was like probably chal jayega okay. and um, or I may be able to just you know stick to the process so that's how it started with my parenting journey The first season is all about parenting, emotional turmoil, family dynamics, changes in the relationship of a husband and a wife postpartum and all of that. So that's how podcasting started. And it has changed me immensely as a person because I now know even even with writing or anything else, it's the process that matters. Like we were talking right before the conversation that it's not a star. It's it's not outside your periphery. You really have to find something within yourself. Right, great. So you were a software analyst. From there, you transitioned over to something that is completely unrelated to what you were doing. So, how was that transition like? Was it positive, or was it you know because just because you didn't like what you were doing, and then you wanted to look out for something new? And was that how you got into podcasting? How was the transition? I think it was. Yes the first thing was that I in the corporate world I felt I was very delusional I never understood where I stood in the corporate world always had trouble understanding myself my position my ethics and do I really have it in me to survive in the corporate world 
So yes, one was that and that's how after giving birth I thought I want to explore the creative side as a side hustle and mm-hmm. um, podcasting started. Now, through the journey of the podcast my own birth story the way I birthed the labor all that happened during that phase mm-hmm. was had really left me jarred was a very sad experience was not very good or was not something that i felt i knew what was going on i was very confused what what is it that happened uh, mm. with my birth and nobody knew the answers mm. so that is when i decided to do an episode on my birth story and ask the questions and fortunately there was this birth educator and there is this birth educator megha kanduja i came across her and there was this episode wherein i asked her all the questions going through every little detail of my own birth of how things unfolded and what is it what is it that i i missed probably because as a mother sometimes you think it's 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 something that you are guilty of or you should be guilty of because things did not go the way you planned right and there were answers there were really answers were there and that's when i thought there is so much information out there that you can prepare yourself with during pregnancy and birth to have a much more controlled birth experience birth cannot be controlled um, now i'm saying two things that are contradictory birth cannot be controlled but you can still you could still have a much more participation in your own birth and that's what i realized after that episode and i decided to um, join the birth community and become a birth educator and a lactation counselor and i'm now an approved uh, certified lactation counselor and i'm taking the exam for becoming a birth um, birth educator and uh, that's how the podcast transitioned into being more birth centric because i realized that there is so much education that you can give you can bring more empowerment with education so that's how the entire bent into the content happened yeah great good i was about to ask you that question now that you've answered so uh, before i get into more of your podcast and how do what what's your process with podcasting i just wanted to ask you a question this is something that you know i at times because i see my wife i think from if i look at it from a multitasking perspective she is a much better multitasker than me because she manages so many things and uh, i don't even know when she's done something and when she's managed some things that she was supposed to do so that regular chores that you go through it's so well managed by uh, you know women so i would like to know from you considering that you know you have a small kid you would have other chores at home how do you manage podcasting along with your regular chores um by probably breaking it down into small chunks and uh, i hear you when you say women multitask better i think we are raised on that notion that you have to get you know things done to pick up another thing you know when you are <laughs> at home <laughs> you have to be available so anything can come up anytime so you got to be ready especially with kids yeah right. 
Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, dividing it into chunks. And I've learned it in the process. To be very honest, I did folly. I did kind of, uh, I wasn't there with the consistency early on. I wasn't there with um, the release. I did not have everything written down into a process. And I, I, I uh, to the new podcasters that may be listening to this, it's a, it's a very good thing that I've learned from a lot of people, and including Dilip himself, that divide your chunks into smaller pieces and divide your timeline around that. So um, I have two series. One is the seasonal guest-based series and one is the monologue education resource. Right. Um, so those are the education resources, 10 minutes. So that gives me a good time. It saves my time in editing. Um, knowing what I, what I want to say, I script everything. I am not mm. somebody that can go on the fly because I am trying to give here education and the flow is really important. If I say right. something right now and forget what I said as point number one and go to point number three and the point number two was very important because it was a correlation between one and three, at this, this can happen by going on the fly. You can either learn or you could write. So I write and I know people who read it out. And one of the things that I've really learned, I don't do it because I don't have time, mm. is once you've spoken everything, like you're, you, you know, you're talking to somebody, mm. when you do it the next time, it becomes much more relaxed, much more easy. The breaks yeah. are just at the right you know, the pause is just at the right place because it comes naturally. Now you know in your head what's going to come next. Right. Uh, and you've rehearsed it in a way. So rehearsal is also something I know there are podcasters who do it and it's great. And I've seen when I uh, do something wrong and probably decide to re-record, it's always better. So dividing right. it into chunks is very important. Having a process written down is important if you want to. Um, script everything probably just have the pointers or uh, you know uh, there's there's so many things for a guest interview the process is very different i'm talking about the monologues for the guest interview the process is very different so there comes in who do you want to bring in what is the topic what will be the topic is also something that takes its own sweet time right. so just just to add here i was given a very good advice when i wasn't consistent early on by a mm. guest Divya, why don't you record in advance your seasons? Take a break for 10, 15, 20 days. Whatever suits you in between seasons and pre-record everything. Plan everything, pre-record everything. That way you'd be able to communicate better what is going to come next. And that way right. you would also have time. So that, that is something for my seasonal episodes I've started doing. I take a break between seasons, pre-record most of my episodes ahead and just edit them when they are to be out released okay that is something that i just wanted to come to now when i listen to some of your older episodes uh, i found that i think it was season two where you moved into a themed format mm -hmm. any specific input that you got any specific reason why you wanted to take that change or you wanted to move into a themed format now there would be two ways i answer this one not being certain if that's the best way Mm -hmm. I thought themed episodes would be better because I would be able to categorize what is going to come. 
and uh, if i say pelvic floor health and if i just record one episode on pelvic floor health mm. there are so many aspects that need to be covered or there are so many aspects that you know once you re i mean you say something time and again it is received better because i want to listen to right. something and learn in a different way and probably you said that again in a different way and i could hear you now and you said the same thing a moment before and i couldn't understand right. you so probably that right. was the reason why themed episodes came in um the second would be um the the, the quandary that i am in right now here is that probably themed episodes should be released together now mm-hmm. here in i have them spread across the seasons and i think i will bring them all together so you don't forget what you heard like a month back and mm-hmm. listen to the episode again and you're not able to like join the dots or remember okay. what was already told because there there are a lot of jargons involved in my episodes because they are okay. more of an yeah educational resource yeah yeah now when when you moved into this themed episodes themed format because you're bringing in guests as well so did you see find any challenges finding guests who can talk about that specific theme have all of that planned in advance and then you decided okay this is going to be the theme for the season okay as in did i plan my themes first or did i plan my guests first right So I planned my themes first and I kind of knew that the guests would be there but yes there was a challenge and this is a very good question now that I'm thinking I could actually be going back and seeing how it's being done so I do plan my episodes first and go on to find the guests uh, but but it's 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 in the same planning phase so okay. I have a, a sheet wherein I write oh, this 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 needs to be covered and the potential guests of this is the, the this these topics are this this and this and then i start mm-hmm. reaching out to people cold mails and you know stalking people and everywhere and trying to see do they really fit in when i want that kind of an information to be out right so yeah that happens a very good question i'll have to rethink can we do the other way around we can but then that will need a lot of uh, you know pre planning mm-hmm. because you 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 first have to shortlist uh, guests specific to those themes and then say okay these are the guests that recordings that i'm going to publish for this season and it will mean that you might have almost you know maybe about 9 10 interviews already in stock so it will mm-hmm. take a lot of planning so uh, releasing themed formats can be extremely difficult so that's what i was thinking when you go into a themed format and especially when you're doing because if it's a monologue it's it's simple you know i have mm-hmm. complete control over it but when it is about bringing in guests and considering all of the many the things that we do how feasible is it to find a guest who fits into that exact format so that's basically why uh, you know i thought i'll ask you that question The one thing right. that helped me really uh, to answer you the leap here is now that I am into the same profession that I'm bringing the content about mm. it my network helps me get those people in okay. it really does so um, yes otherwise it would be really difficult and it is still i send five mails to five different people and one person comes back 
maybe a month later and then it takes another one month to get the person on board so right. uh, you really have to if, even if you plan you really have to remember that there will be a lot of things which will need time and attention and right. will need their own sweet you know on the go ad hoc recordings and all of that based on right. it's, it's it's a full time job i think podcasting in itself is a lot of work <laughs> there is there is a lot of work so divya no you've gotten into that same profession and your podcast is pretty much on that same topic so you started off with podcasting and then decided you want to get into it full time uh, or you uh, had an interest in that and then you uh, started off with your podcast with what came first um this was uh, the podcast came first the season 1 uh, like i said was about my personal experiences about parenting right. emotional turmoil and that one episode that one person mega kanduja i say that all the time she's right. that one person who was you know kind of um changed the gears for me and helped me realize that i want to do this and mm. it would be much better because if i want to know answers there would be people out there who want to know answers and probably if if they do not know now if there are much more stories about positive births or about how women can actually participate in their own birth there will be more interest into wanting to learn and it's coming that it's 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 a movement worldwide and it's coming so meka kanduja is the person who changed the case for me so the podcasting as a platform the wonderful platform where you as the host learn so much from the guest and the right. guest can actually propel you into a different direction it's beautiful yeah and you know this is a completely different perspective of the benefits of podcasting because that's why i asked you that question because it is for the first time that i'm i'm seeing somebody who started off with a podcast on a specific topic then found your interest and you are now getting into it full time so it's it's a completely different perspective of what podcasting can give you so yeah it's a really beautiful platform so uh coming back to your podcast uh, divya now i see that the you have the bite size pregnancy series where which is a which is a monologue about 10 to 12 minutes and then you have interviews in between and then i have seen that you you split your interviews into two parts and most of those interviews you know the part one is there and then you uh, put a bite size pregnancy series monologue in between and then the second episode so second part of it so this splitting this interview podcast how well has that been received by the audience uh, doesn't it kind of you know feel like there is a break in conversation and have you seen any impact of uh, that on your listenership yeah a great thing to ponder upon and um, i fortunately i was asked this question uh, by a friend once that mm-hmm. um, if you do split how does that impact now the right. splitting has to be in how i do it is the splitting is really independent of each other so it's mm. not that the conversation was stopped when it wasn't complete in itself like you know you sometimes have two sentences broken but they right. kind of are related but they are sentences in itself similarly uh, the parts that come out they 
are usually independent of each other yet on the same topic with the same person so if i'm covering okay. too much and it's going beyond like 35 40 minutes i did that i had 50 minute episodes early on and there are podcasters who are doing great dr chatterjee with 50 minute episodes is doing wonderful but mm. with mothers who have very little time on their plate or pregnant women who have very little time in on their plate i was i had a lot of feedback that i cannot stick to it for 15 minutes and i realized that it's mm. good to break into parts and break into parts when it's independent of each other like if even if you've not heard part 1 part 2 does for you now if you've heard part 1 you know what's coming in part 2 so you can go and listen to part 2 so i think it helped me one as a podcaster divide my work into two for the same recording so that is beneficial and at the same time have two episodes released and it kind of doubles the numbers if we if you're talking in terms of numbers right and uh, you know it it really makes sense because like what you said from your audience profile uh, from that perspective if you look at it you write that maybe you know your listeners might not always have that one hour that they can listen to it at one go and if it's a one hour episode it it is very difficult for me to pause in between and then start uh, again from that point but i would rather uh, would like to listen to it in two parts than listening to it in one part so that uh, really makes sense here so which yeah. means that episodes like these uh, it is good and if the target audience is like the one that that you are targeting i think it really makes sense to break it into two parts uh, and maintain not break the continuity and then uh, you know i think it it helps the listener from from their perspective yeah i think motivation yeah. podcasts can go on if i'm mm. going for a jog and if you speaking giving me words of motivation interestingly with stories mm. i can listen to you for an hour as i jog i would not want to stop my jogging and change the channel right right now that makes sense yeah that's where that one hour you know people usually are out doing that for an hour so an hour long episodes might make sense there right so uh, when you got started with podcasting and i i listened to you know i kind of found that transition uh, from episode to episode i found that your production quality has improved from the first episode that you released to the latest episode so what is your uh, post production process like and what are the equipments that you you using right now so my setup is really simple here it's just the microphone the windshield the laptop Okay. I have started using another tool um and have started using the same tools better so I use garageband and okay. it has so many features i did not know of when i started so it was just breaking down or cutting taking off the noise i realized there are so many things you can improve upon as you go and i think that does come in the process hmm. so when i started podcasting I actually learned about podcasting the entire process and what the format can be from a LinkedIn course and it was a wonderful course it almost gave okay. you the basics of everything like you have to have a format you have to have a good tone but when you are into the process you realize that there is a balance of the voice that has to be there okay. so on the go the, the setup is still simple i've i've realized that i can do a lot more with the editing software the noise levels can be changed 
individually in the sections also i do not have to and i've done that in the past i do not have to remove every mm, not even every b- uh, breath so right. i have i have done it i have taken out the breath from every single place and <laughs> <laughs> when i heard that it came off as you as if you're chopping uh, you know the person's voice and right. somebody told me that you know it was very you know it it, it was as if you you've broken the entire conversation wo awaaz hi toot toot ke aa rahi thi but i realized that you have to have the breath because it also communicates so much right Yeah. So I think I've I'm learning on the go, and one of the things that I'm very grateful to my friends, to my uh, to the podcaster friends, to my friends, and to the listeners as well, um, that sometimes those who I know of, those who DM me, if I ask them for a specific feedback, and I do that, they're very good at letting me know where mm. and what they felt. So it does help you improve on the go. and that's how i've improved on the go so that's, this is that, yeah. that's <laughs> something that a lot of us kind of are skeptical because uh, you know when we reach out to people for feedback we don't know how they are going to re- respond and yeah. we try avoiding that but i like what you said you know there is a lot that we can learn from what uh, the feedback that people give that that's that's important dilip that's a gray area so there was once i asked someone for a feedback and the feedback was really unrelated because the niche is very different so i did not get the right answer and i was a little you know off about it i was low i was like oh my god what have i done i do i not have a lot of storytelling in my podcast because it is an educational resource okay. but then somebody told me like you're saying and that's an that's a very important point that i've hinted upon that you have to after a time that you you are in a comfortable space you know that you are now you kind of know pretty much the base of it and that also okay. takes time you can choose who to ask for a feedback right. you will know that this is not important so you need to cut down on that also i have learned that the hard way but yeah that's important the what you just told right. yeah and what's the microphone that you're using samsung q2u oh okay so when you invested in the microphone divya and i think a uh, lot of the beginner podcasters when they you know when i talk to them and i tell them that uh, the, even if you don't buy anything else go and buy a microphone uh, yeah. that is something that is required they're still skeptical so when you bought this microphone did you think that uh, you know i i'm not sure what i'm going to do with uh, how long am i going to continue podcasting is this a right investment or is it a dead investment did any of those thoughts come to your mind and how did you make the decision of going and buying and samsung this microphone is a very good microphone so how did you make the decision of going and buying that microphone the linkedin course helped me it hmm. uh, gave me the list of what are the basic mics out there that can sound pretty well what is a dynamic microphone what is a condenser microphone it gave me the basics of all that information and my friend was coming from canada and mm-hmm. it was on a discount and i was like ooh i think you're coming just because i need to start this <laughs> podcast so bring me that microphone <laughs> and uh, i don't regret it any day because how you sound is important because after you started a couple of episodes and if you're like oh my god i do i don't sound good or somebody told me i don't sound good leave alone the process you would leave podcasting mm. 
because um, and it's not again there there can be two ways of saying it your voice may not be as much important or your content is primary you would know what is your um strength mm. but i would still say like you said like you you're already you know advocating it through your um, podcasting university that yes mike has been great for me and i think it should be great for everybody because one of the comments that i always got was okay i think you disconnected between those two lines and i couldn't stay there but i loved your voice okay. i was like great chalo fir chalte raho fir sab seekh lenge dheere dheere raste mein sab aa jayega yeah so coming to your guest selection divya and this is another challenge that a lot of people face and you said uh, a little while back that because of the circle that you are you are now into considering you are pursuing it full time you are able to get guests but still what is that methodology or what is that method that you follow for your guest outreach how do you uh, screen your guest and uh, figure out that they are a right fit for your show and then what is the process that is involved so how do you do that what is that entire process like so for my guests i um, <clears throat> because i have the theme in place i know what i want to talk about over the next few episodes um, or the season in entirety so the, the theme is there i would um some of them i know i have seen their content i've seen what they're talking about and since i'm also in the same uh, professional lineup i mm. kind of that kind of matches to what i want to say or how i want to say it um i am a naturalist mm. so whenever i talk about birth i talk about it from the animal kingdom from us being animals from us being a part of the environment and that is very dear to me really? so i always screen them based on um my personal purpose or out of the podcast and mm. i've started now um, and and there is a lot of work that goes on into if there is somebody new if somebody reaches out to me to be on the podcast i would go check their profiles even if it doesn't matches even if it doesn't match to what i want to bring out in the way i want to bring out and that's quite biased too sometimes it has to serve the purpose of what the listeners should come to know out of the podcast mm-hmm. these are the things that i want the listener to know are at the end these are the questions that it answers for the for the audience so um, yes and a lot of work that goes behind into uh, seeing where wherever they have been all the places that have that they spoken to all their social media handles their websites some of them that i am planning to get on yeah are uh, they've written books so i do get a lot of um, i i do get a lot um, what do you say optimistic and i have books lined up uh, mm. that i want to read before i get them on that's also a lot of hard work and sometimes you don't have the time you have to really decide do you really do you really want to read the entire book and then get them on if you have time do it that's great if you don't have time at least go through the uh, just of what they are talking about because okay. there has to be a personal connect with the person okay. also that comes across i think i've right. given a very bloody answer to what you just said <laughs> but <laughs> so uh, 
while doing all of this and considering you are also inviting guests on your show there are a lot of times that you know re- you reach out to somebody and the guest doesn't respond uh, mm-hmm. have you come across any such experiences and yeah, how did you feel a, a lot of such experiences and um, when it's somebody who's all, already out there in the social space it does feel bad uh, mm-hmm. but i think um, not everybody can find the time and the space to be everywhere they're also human beings and now i don't really feel as as bad as i used to earlier because i have uh, for one topic i have 3 to 4 people that i reach out to yeah otherwise have you ever felt demotivated in podcasting like you know this is something that i you know i'm not sure if i want to continue types i have felt demotivated but never ever thought that i do not want to continue probably because it has impacted my life on a very different scale it's not just a side hustle it has opened up an area of uh, career path uh, a different career path it helps me connect with the birth educators uh, other birth professionals it helps me network Mm. uh so you can uh look at your podcast as a product as well and this is a product it is in a state right now and i want to improve upon it and if i let it go i'll have to start from the scratch and do i really want to do that i don't think so so yes i've been demotivated i have been demotivated a number of times awaaz nahi achhi hai ab yahan noise aa jati hai bahut bar my my laptop uh starts you know you know creating noise from the wire mm. from all those things and it took me time to understand how to get um, all this in place and kai bar itna mehnat karne ke baad response nahi aata hai the pregnancy right. series when i started yeah <laughs> the pregnancy series when i started um, there were very less number of downloads and i was like change kar diya maine parenting se birth pe and parenting episodes were getting a lot of downloads Okay. Like, and I've I've not um, let the parenting episodes go for the very same reason that they bring downloads. But mm-hmm. um, I do know that down the line I will have to split, maybe. So, but yeah, everything that one mm-hmm. does is yeah yeah. Sorry. And and you know I I see that you uh, you're somebody who's so seriously into podcasting. Something that I I noticed with the way you're releasing your episodes, with your production quality, with the kind of guests that you're bringing in with a theme and all of that and you've spent you've put in some investment also in terms of the microphone and i think you're hosted on buzzsprout right yeah yeah so you you're spending a monthly fees there as well and there is mm-hmm. no return that you're getting so yeah. how have you ever thought about it in that perspective saying okay what is it that i'm getting out of it you know this is this is there is so much of investment that is going on into it there is no return have you felt uh, you know bad from that perspective or thought about it from that perspective yeah i did yes i did and i did after uh, a year and a half um because really? all through that one year and one year and a half i was focused on having a better product out there Mm-hmm. when i thought that probably it is now in that space of being a good enough you know you can never be the best 
and there's so much to learn each day a good enough product out there i thought that yes i have invested so much and now that i'm not earning every month the money that goes into buzz sprout and editing and all of that <laughs> i have thought about it and i did um a couple of months back very seriously sat down to make a list of people i would send cold mails to for the sponsorship i sat down to create a pitch i sat down for understanding what was the significance of my niche but then i had some other priorities like completing the certification getting the expert tag or not really expert getting at least certified to say what i'm saying having okay. that um, yeah so i prioritized that but i do intend to um down the line Right. get returns out of it it's important and that can be anything for you if you are getting uh, the returns in terms of not just money or sponsorship something else that can be it yeah that's that's something that a lot of people uh, you know struggle with and even before going ahead and making that first investment the question that comes is if i do this investment what is it that i'm going to get in return will i ever be able to uh, recoup all of the money that i'm putting into it so that's a question that a lot of people ask but i think you are somebody who is so passionate into that topic and you because i don't think these things uh, you know impacted you so much in addition to the fact that that topic was something that you wanted to talk about and put it out there so that's probably what has driven you to you know maybe park this on the side and then work on your podcast and also dilip um... i had the finances with me to be able to sustain it for this long yes mm-hmm. that is important and if you don't have that kind of finances you could choose an alternate uh, host there are so many mm-hmm. out there um, right. but how do how does one get benefit out of a you know how do you start a business without really investing right how do you i don't i don't know i think i am um, good good question no that's that's a that's a really valid question and every conventional business we know that there is going to be an investment but when it comes to the digital world you know everybody people think that this is something where i can start a business with zero investment and that's not how it works and there has to be the only thing is that the minimum uh, the investment might be m- less in comparison to what you will do in a conventional business but that's something that people haven't really understood or you know, accepted yeah right so uh, how did this amplify her feature happen ah so they had uh, this um, they had on their platform a submission wherein mm-hmm. you could apply to them for being um, for being selected in that category and i did apply and after a few months it happened and i was happy i'm i'm still happy about it so happy to be validated right no no it 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 really is it when you are uh, appreciated for the efforts that you're putting in i think it, uh, you feel really good about it right so one last question that i have for you divya now mm-hmm. assuming that you have to start all over again today mm-hmm. what are two things that you think you need to that should be number 1 and 2 priority on your list to get started with your podcast let me think as much as i know that you couldn't be perfect with anything you start with mm-hmm. um 
the one thing that if i start a podcast now would be that i bifurcate my content not have everything in one podcast is one thing that i'm learning on the go because mm-hmm. my niche is very restricted yet vast it can mm-hmm. cover so many aspects and sometimes it does get confusing so that is one thing so know your niche and know how you can bifurcate your niche into even smaller niche which pertains to one audience that stays and then right. that kind of you know you know when it makes that impact they tell somebody they tell somebody else and that's how it can grow right another thing would be um if i start a podcast now i would plan based on a lot of other parameters for example keywords that i've been doing but i do it on and off Uh, and fortunately the podcast is since it's a health podcast more or less it is always uh, relevant mm. but having those pointers in mind um, the the important days the keywords uh, the research a bit more probably there there's no end to it but still a lot more and a lot a bigger size of the pre-recorded content or planned content a bigger size definitely so those mm. would be th- two things that if i start all over again now i would keep in mind great wonderful yeah and your first point on the niche i think yeah it it and you know uh, like what a lot of the marketers say that if you're targeting if you're trying to target everybody you're trying you're targeting nobody so that uh, is something that i've seen a lot of podcasts doing where and it's a you know you you have that feeling you think that if i am targeting a broader audience i will have a lot of downloads i'll have a lot of listens but actually while you might see that those numbers out there it doesn't necessarily mean that there are people who are interested in what you are trying to say so but if you focus on that niche like what you said parenting is something that is getting you the downloads but when you talk about your pregnancy the number of downloads might not be as high but then there is an audience who is actually interested in what you're saying and it kind of helps you build your authority yeah. as well yeah yes yes yeah. that's a very good valid point okay so thanks divya thanks a lot for joining me on the show and sharing all of these uh, you know interesting tips your journey because there is a lot that uh, new podcasters can learn from how you've taken this Uh, your as in how your journey with podcasting has been you're so passionate it you can hear that in in your voice and uh, you know your topic is also something that you know a social topic where which i think uh, is required today and considering that it is in the audio format uh, it's easy to consume so i think you're doing a great job there thanks a lot for coming on the show and sharing all of these tips Thank you so much for having me. This would be I think my second podcast that I'm uh, a guest on. So really excited. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful uh, experience being with you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Zivia. You have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Podcasting University. If you did then you might want to visit the podcastinguniversity.com for the show notes and a printable transcript for this episode. You will also find all of the resources that we spoke about and that I use in podcasting 
in the show notes there. If you like this episode, then I'm sure you will love some of the earlier conversations that I've had with some of the earlier guests who came on the Podcasting University. You'll be able to find all of that on the podcastinguniversity.com. So do give it a listen and don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you are updated about the latest episodes that I release. The Podcasting University is available on pretty much all podcasting platforms including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, Amazon Prime Music, Jio Savan, Gana and Hubhopper as well. Pick your favorite platform and give it a listen there and don't forget to tell me your comments and feedback by posting them on the podcastinguniversity.com. That is all that I have for this episode. I'll be back again the next week with another interesting conversation. Until then, keep listening to the Podcasting University and you all have a wonderful rest of the week. Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real-play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Fantasy, action, mystery, friendship.